You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. You are locked on with Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Paddock with the Dallas Morning News. Here today to talk about maybe baseball's coming back. Maybe the sides have an agreement. Who knows? All different reports are coming out today. Um, that's why I waited a little later in the day to do this episode um, because there are so many things flying around by, by different baseball insiders. Um, but it's looking like the sides, two sides are getting very, very close together as opposed to two days ago when things looked like there was not going to be a 2020 season at all. Owners were trying very underhanded tactics and negotiating in ba- bad faith like the players thought they had been doing for basically the entirety of these negotiations. So um, it's looking a thing, like things are getting a little closer. Um, John Heyman was the first one on this. Um, his first part of this um, an hour ago, um, as of recording this at 2.48 um, p.m., um, John Heyman said, breaking MLB players and player union are closing in on an agreement to play the 2020 season via players. Deal expected to be for prorated pay and included expanded playoffs. Um, they went on to um, clarify that. Uh, it's looking like there will be expanded playoffs for potentially this season and next season. Um, I'm not exactly sure what those expansions would be. Um but according to Jason Stark, who is with um, The Athletic, um, he said a driving force in the resumption of baseball talks. Um, he'd been learning it wasn't so much that a group of baseball owners didn't want to play. They just didn't want to play and face a $1 billion grievance, um, which was the main problem there. Um, and he said, you know what would make the grievance go away? making a deal, which that's fair. Um, there were a lot of different players um, in the last few days just tweeting out, when and where, when and where, saying, basically saying, like, I'm ready to play the season, like, let's get started. Um, huge names like Garrett Cole and Mike Trout and Bryce Harper and uh, I think it was, was it, it was, wasn't Fran, uh, Francisco Lindor, but um, Jose Ramirez, who tweeted out in Spanish, like, um, como se dice, donde y uh, cuando, which me, in Spanish means, how do you say when and where? <laughs> so um it's looking like these players really want to play there's a lot of them that are just really anxious and they're tired of being painted as greedy and they're tired of all this nonsense um on bickering between back, back and forth between two sides they just want to play because they know if they don't play this season they don't get their money and the owners will be much more fine than the players will um because it's their livelihoods you have if you're let's say you're a great great baseball player then you've maybe got 10 to 15 years to make all, if not most, if not all of the money that you're going to make in your career, maximizing off this short window. So if you cut off a year of that career, say you're a pretty good baseball player and you'll have a 10 year career, you cut off one year, that's 10% of your lifetime, what's supposed to be your lifetime earnings. So this is a huge deal. And even if it's the whole year isn't cut off, it's still going to be significantly, significantly decreased. At least half is what it's looking like. Um, but 
what the deal is looking like at this moment, um, about 60 games, full prorated salaries, and the players would waive their grievance. Um, I've seen reports that it could be 66 games because that would fit um, better. Um, but the initial plan is uh, 60 games in 70 days, so 10 off days built. Um, could be a few double headers. Um, and about 10 minutes ago, Rob Manfred issued a statement. This is from a uh, press release. Um, this, here's, what, here's what it says. Uh, Commissioner of Baseball Rob Robert D. Manfred Jr. issued the following statement today. At my request, Tony Clark and I met for several hours yesterday in Phoenix. We left that meeting with a jointly developed framework that we agree could form the basis of an agreement and subject to conversations with our respective constituents. I summarized that framework numerous times in the meeting and sent Tony a written summary today. Consistent with our conversation yesterday, I am encouraging the clubs to move forward, and I trust Tony is doing the same. So, it's looking like things are getting even closer. Um, these sides are coming together, and um, in an article that uh, Evan Grant wrote the other day um, talking about how this is a work stoppage, it's not it's not a full lockout yet because, I mean, there's a lot of things to be considered before it gets to that point. But um, it is close, and the players are undefeated in the two lockouts that have been had. In 1972, um, the main issue there is there was a lot of, um, well, similar to what what been talking about today, it feels like the salaries in, um, in free agency are being collectively bargained against by the owners. They're just kind of stonewalling them and working together, um, colluding. That's the word I was looking for, um, into not paying players what they're worth. Um, that's one of the main reasons the Montreal Expos are no more. They were really, really stink a good team. But um, the owners just flat out refused to pay the players, the great players, what they were worth. I mean, they could draft well. Um, they assembled teams well. And they had so many different superstars that you see played for the Montreal Expos for some point in their career. A lot of them played for them early on in the career, including Vladimir Guerrero. Um, but if you don't pay your players right and you keep losing all your stars in free agency, it doesn't matter. Um, and you might end up losing your club and having it moved to Washington. Um, but um, the main reason that the that Evan was saying that the players are undefeated um, in 94, um, I forget what the key difference there was, um, but it's more about principle than about um, the actual money. And the players are much more dedicated to their principal and they're much more dedicated to each other um, than the owners are to the other owners. So it's more about togetherness and unity and the players understand that it's like playing for another big team, um, except your team of MLB players is full of hundreds, if not, not just the 25 and also just players everywhere else around. And once a player, always a player. So those guys still have their back, Tom Grieve and, um, and uh, who else was was um, was talking in this interview? Um, and Rusty Greer as well. Um, Tom Grieve was a little more diplomatic um, because he was management at one point. But he's like he applauded the players for standing up um, for what they believe to be right um, and what they believe to be fair working conditions. And so um, I'm very much um, inclined to agree with him. But I'm gonna take a quick break. We come back talk a little bit more about um, what baseball could look like, um, what the next step would be, um, and how they would move forward um, on that. Um, but first, we'll talk to you guys about Postmates. 
If you're like me, you start thinking about dinner um, when you're eating lunch. I absolutely love food, and that's why I love eating Postmates. I eat probably way too much uh, fast food, definitely way too much fast food. Um, and when I'm working late um, and I don't want to go out or I can't leave home because I'm still on the clock, um, I like to order some Postmates so I can have them bring whatever I want to me. If you're a big Taco Bell person like me or Whataburger, whatever you want, um, Postmates has got you covered. Um, for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code Locked On. That's all one word. That's code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. So the other day, um, one of our other uh, Locked On hosts... Um, Oh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? There we go. Yeah, Locked On Marlins. Uh, Aram Layton um, had a message for the MLB commissioner um, and uh, the league's owners as well. He did a really great job of going through thoroughly and detailing um, how short-sighted these plans that baseball was proposing were and how they kept stalling and stalling and stalling and wanting fewer games. Um, but really, it was just... It would hurt the league and hurt them more than it would hurt the players. Because if you devalue your own franchises, and we, t we saw how much baseball took a hit after the 94 season, um, after that lockout, um, it took years and years and years. And like part of the thing that brought baseball back was the steroid era. And like that was a whole mess. But it was fun and exciting. The 98 season, we just saw a documentary. Um, if you watched on ESPN, um, the 30 for 30, Long Gone Summer, about the home run chase in 1998 between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Um, really interesting documentary. Um, probably going to talk a little bit more about it this week. Um, but it was a really exciting summer. Like the whole world was focused on baseball. It made regular, the regular season meaningful and exciting. And it was just must-watch TV every single day. Like, everyone was tuning in to Cardinals games. They were selling out games for the Marlins when the Marlins were trash. Um, they were, like, selling out games everywhere. Just as watch Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds, or uh, not Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire hit home runs. It was good for baseball. And it took a monumental event like that to bring it back after a lockout season. And I don't know that we're going to get a home run chase like that in 2021 or 22. Um, it's been a while since um, we've had someone come close. I think John Carlos Stanton was the most recent one to come close to even 60. Um, that was back when he was with the Marlins. He get 59 in a season. Um, but no one's done it outside of, uh, of uh, Babe Ruth, Maris, um, Sammy Sosa, and Mark McGuire. Those are the only people that hit 60 home runs in a season. So um, the AL record is still... Um, 61 home runs by Roger Maris um, back in the day. So it's it's still up for grabs. That's still a breakable record. Uh, and with how much focus is being put on the long ball, um, I think that's definitely a possibility. But um, it's definitely something I would like to see happen. I would love to see Joey Gallo break it. I think John Carlos Stanton, if he was healthy for a full season, could break it. I think Aaron Judge has the ability to break it. But you got to give these guys games. you got to give them time. you got to give them the ability to stay healthy um, for the right amount of games to get the at-bats to have a chance at breaking this record. But, um, yeah, it's it's looking like um, it's getting closer to a deal. Um, I don't know why the owners were so hell-bent on having a shortened, shortened season. Um, it feels like anything under 75 games is going to be a real 
have a real asterisk next to it, especially if you expand the playoffs and have fewer regular season games. It's just that feels like a real combination for um, an asterisk on a season and on, cha- on a championship. Um, I know most seasons don't feel like they have an asterisk if they have a championship. I know in the NBA, um, they had a few lockout shortened seasons that went on to have a champion in 99. Um, and I think 2012, um, when LeBron had his first ring, um, and nobody really puts a, an asterisk on that. But with baseball, the regular season is so much more important than any of the other major sports, except for maybe the NFL, because there's so few games. But with baseball, there's so many games, you have to be so good for such a long, sustained time that um, it really puts an emphasis on um, just being the best. And the more the playoffs are expanded, the more teams that randomly get hot in the month of October have a chance at winning a World Series, despite not being one of the best teams or one of the even good teams. If you're expanding it much more, you're going to have teams that are under 500 making the playoffs. That's not That's not baseball. That should not be allowed. It's not good for the integrity of the sport and the history of the sport. It just feels wrong. As much as we love playoff baseball and more playoff baseball means more money for the owners and players and whatever, I get it. But also at the same time, you have to think about the history of the sport and how if a team wins 120 games in the regular season but gets knocked out by a team that wins 85, but that team that won 85 had to claw and scratch to get their way into the playoffs, and so they were hot at the end. But is that justice because they were better in a five-game series or whatever? I don't know. Maybe expanding the number of games in each playoff series would help with the legitimacy issues that I'm feeling, um, and I know that others are feeling as well. Um, but maybe that's the issue. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Um, I definitely don't have all the answers at all. Um, but I'll be back tomorrow with an episode with a good friend, um, Taylor Blake Ward of Locked on Angels. He is a draft expert. Maybe we'll have more information about the season. Who knows? Um, but be sure to tune in to tomorrow's episode. It should be out sometime Thursday afternoon. Um, and I'll be back Friday with another episode about KBO updates and probably more updates about the collective bargaining and where we are in that process. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay safe, and I'll see you all tomorrow.